0: Podcast from Italy. Thank you so much for joining us on a very rare, indeed, afternoon podcast on the 4th of June at 12:30 in the afternoon. Uh, All the guests have taken off for the day. I don't know how we got lucky, and we are left alone for our own to our own devices for a couple hours. So I thought we'd break out the microphones because I don't know when the last one we did, nor do I know when the next one will be. Nope. This is the podcast from Italy. I'm Jason. Ashley is sitting right across from me. We are sitting in the shade of uh, this beautiful tree outside in the middle of summer. You couldn't ask for a more glorious day. There's a little bit of wind. It's, I don't know, 25 degrees outside. It's
1: gorgeous. Gorgeous is what it is.
0: We've got some clouds maybe moving in for a little rainstorm this afternoon, which is totally typical for this time of year. I can't complain about the weather one bit on this episode.
1: No, weather report is looking sunny and nice.
0: (laughs) This is Italy summer. I love it. So together we own, operate, and live at La Tavola Marche, an agriturismo cooking school, and farm in the foothills of the Peony Hills in a little town called Piobico.
1: Yes, we've been out here for going on 11 years now. So let's jump right on in because
0: we got a lot to cover. We have a lot to cover. Ashley, Ashley's got... To, Ashley. Uh, I'm
1: ready to uh, to jump in.
0: Okay. So uh, sometimes we do a segment. Um, we're going to bring it back for this podcast called Bitching About Bureaucracy.
1: Bitching About Bureaucracy. And... Uh, Continues.
0: Uh, <laughs> Normally, we live all of our bureaucratic nonsense—the the running to the offices and the forms and all that. We kind of leave it to after the new year, before the end of the spring, because that's really when we have free time. It takes a lot of running around to different various offices and a lot of bureaucratic nonsense. Um, but this year, it's it's run a little bit long. Yeah. And, um, oh, my gosh. So we'll start with
1: the immigration. Uh, this has nothing to do with our citizenship, which is, if you've been listening to the podcast, we've been talking about the citizenship process. Well, during that, it takes two years. You heard that right. 720 days to hear back about our Italian citizenship. <laughs> during those uh, two years, we must continue to do our uh, ask for our permission to stay renew our visa and so it's that time of year well i went to the post office like normal to get the packet which is what you do got my packet filled it out went in to submit everything very proud doggy. like i was like yes everything's done within the weekend i've got all my papers it's 111 plus pages per packet because you have to put how many pages are in each packet it's crazy um Anyway, I go in to pay, and he's like, oh, no, this is the wrong form, and we can't charge you, so you have to take this back. You need to go talk to this woman at an office that will help you with this. But where'd
0: you get the form? Did you pull this form out of thin Uh, air? No,
1: I got it from a different post office, literally the next town over in Apecchio.
0: It came in the packet that you filled out. Yeah, yeah,
1: came in the packet. I didn't just... procure it or create it myself so we go long to story long story short four trips to the post office finally got in had to get in a whole new packet argued with so many people and if i had only gotten the right packet to begin with it would all have been fine but classic
0: Classic. Well, I knew we were in trouble when the packet that uh, we were filling out asked for the um, uh, Franco, Bo- Franco de Bolo, which is Marco de Bolo. Marco de Bolo, sorry, which is the tax stamp, but it was for the wrong amount and that was the amount from like 10 years ago. And, um, I go, well, Ashley, this isn't the right amount for the Marco de Bolo or Marco de Bolo. And she goes, yeah, but we'll just stick it on anyway. Cause it's... but that means those were printed 10, 15 years ago and they're still being handed out today.
1: Yeah. No control. Great. So that's part one about bitching about bureaucracy. I've cooled off on that because it happened a couple of weeks ago now. Part two is a, I'd love to say it was a year and a half in the progress, but honestly it's going on like seven years. Um, can you start the story?
0: When we first arrived, we were granted provisional status as um, agricultural. We were pro- provisional professional farmers. After two years, we were supposed to transfer this provisional status to permanent status. Now, of course, this is Italy, and we're foreigners and don't really understand everything, and things slip through the cracks. Um, Two years ago, two and a half years ago, someone from Ems. A year and a half. Okay, a year and a half ago. Someone from EAMS, which is like the um, tax tax authority, the IRS, calls us and tells us that this hasn't been done yet. It needs to be done immediately or they're going to cancel our account, meaning like um, take away our, our our tax ID number. So this is a big deal. So we go to de We
1: also, at the same time, speaking to her, said, but we've paid every
0: time and she goes oh yeah absolutely it's not a question about the money it's a question about bureaucracy paperwork okay well this is on us we should have known about this fine so we go in around to coldoretti coldoretti is the farmers union and they are the link between the uh contracts and the government so they procure all the paperwork and send it to the government you can't do for it agricultural for businesses. agricultural businesses they're the farmers union you can't just do it yourself and submit it well, we did all asked him, to, asked do him to do it. All the thing, yes, yes, yes. It's just a bunch of emails and that kind of and, and paperwork, sign paperwork and email it to this person and that person. No problem, no problem. Well, a year and a half goes by and this lady calls again and says, "I am canceling your um, your uh, account account today." We go, "Why? This was taken care of two years ago." No, no, the guy who did it. D- never finished
1: sending the rest of the documents so then that upset these people now we've got another office another liaison more local involved Uh, long story short this has been now another two and a half three weeks in the making of back and forth driving to the farmers union office in uh cali about half an hour away 40 minutes 40 minutes to go get shit done in person because this guy can't freaking send emails properly and was there and it's nothing new it's nothing that needs to be signed it's old contracts it's just old contracts but he can't seem to get his shit together so then I go in Again today, because we find out frantically on Friday that he's now pissed everyone off thinking they must, he must be thinking this is a joke because the last contracts he sent, he sent only every other page and didn't even send the ones that were the registered, like the stamped and, um, registered document pages. So I had to freaking go get all of our contracts from the last 10, 11 years since 2007, um, redone today taken it t- by hand to this other lady's office so she could finally meet us and say thank you for your patience thank you for your urgency she said hopefully by the end of the week this will all be then taken care of i, I highly doubt oh
0: it. my god so this is the problem when you have uh bureau bureaucrats that there's nowhere else to go he has no whether this guy does a good job or a bad job he still has a job uh, he keep
1: tell- kept telling me oh be
0: tranquil it's fine it's easy calm down calm down i was like no Um, it's, it's, it's just frustrating. So even after 10, 11, 12 years, whatever it is, we still deal with this and I wish there was a way to, well, there is, we should follow up more, but then we get in, we get lulled into this. This. This, uh, tranquilo, tranquila. Yeah, it's, tranquilo. Not a big, uh, it's, it's not cool. a big deal. It's not a big deal. No. And then all of a sudden, one day, it is a big deal. So it all catches up eventually. It just takes years and years and years to do it.
1: But uh, the part that I liked was this morning when I just stormed into the office past the four people waiting. That normally I'm in that line waiting. And I, this morning before I left, I was like, I'm not waiting, Jason. I am going in. And sure enough, I just walked in and silently did these Italian hand gestures of like, come on, like praying, mamma mia kind of thing. And uh, it's
0: hopefully Well, hopefully it's all sorted out so, so we
1: love our life here But every once in a while we got a bitch about bureaucracy Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah Sitting under the cherry tree in a beautiful Italian countryside Does have its price Yes, and it's, it's, Sometimes it's not monetary No It's a pound of flesh Yes
1: Speaking of pounds We've been picking pounds, kilos of cherries off these trees too It's been fantastic For the past two years we weren't um Given any cherries, a fruit, because of the harsh kind of springs we had with snow and ice and whatnot. So this year, we were very happy to see it, and we picked the hell out of that tree.
0: Yeah. We really did. And there's the other one going to happen mm-hmm. soon, too. Most of them we gave away. We were going to make marmalade or do something like that, but then we didn't end up having enough time. So we gave a big bag to Fouche. We gave a big bag to the guests who were taking off that day. We gave f- Every day. Yeah. <laughs> we- um, what's, tell us about the garden. So the garden is completely in, um, uh, my drip system is, uh, functioning. I have, a cu- I have a couple of more lines to put in for the, uh, things that I, like the watermelons I just planted the Wait, other you
1: glossed over it though. The water system is
0: huge. Having the drip system Oh, it saves me so much time. Major. It saves me so much time. And it's, it's, um. We give all the credit to good old Fat Zach because yeah. he
1: made fun of Jason.
0: Uh, yeah, he, he shamed me into, into doing it. And, um, even Gaji's coming around and go, really? It works. And we're using just pressure. We, we built up the, uh, cisterns that we hold the water in. So they're really tall now. They're really high. So we get good amount of pressure going through the tube and it drips away very happily without any use, any pump or anything like that.
1: Now, weren't you going to have a scaled back garden this yeah, year? That Wasn't didn't that happen, the plan? That
0: didn't happen. It what? started, it started off bad and went downhill. So we were going to scale everything back because it was just too much, too much every year. <laughs> But it started off with the first thing I went to buy this year, which was the potatoes. And I got 25 kilos and put the whole thing in the ground. So Then it just free floats. We, we still have 500 onions. We still have – we maybe scaled the tomatoes back by 50 this year. How many do you think we have, like uh, 250. No, 250. Usually we have three, 350, 325, mm-hmm. something like that. Depends. Um, Pumpkins. You're banking on a wet – Summer, so yeah, I'm hoping that the summer will be cooler than last year and wetter. So we put it on more pumpkins and less peppers. So we only put down 60 pepper plants, well, 60 sweet peppers plus all the hot ones, and um, lots of different pumpkins. Carolina went crazy starting the pumpkin plants this year. They look great, it's they do looking look good. everything
1: looks fantastic. I hope it keeps up. Bravo, ton of work involved!
0: Yeah, it's 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 uh, just getting started. Looks great. And good now, now. It's,
1: I was driving into town this well, to all my freaking stops, and um. I saw a bunch of old guys putting up the tomato poles, and yeah, I thought of you. Yeah, I have you. to put up
0: the poles, too. They're ready to mm-hmm. go in. Um, the tractors are out in force. It sounds like the, our valley, you can hear the low, slow, steady grumble of diesel engines. It's echoing off the uh,
1: hills out here, and they're surrounding us, so it's... a. Uh, it means the storms are brewing.
0: Storms are brewing, and it's the first time um, this season that they'll cut the, or maybe the second, cut the grass. So they'll cut, come through and cut the hay and bale it up and do all that. Um, also, the transumanza was last weekend. Uh, what the transumanza is the transfer of the animals from the stalls, from the stalls that they s- stay in in the winter, up to their grazing fields on Monte Nerone or the hills around. Around our area, and what they do is the farmers wake up really, really early at like three, four in the morning, and they walk the cows or sheep or goats or whatever they got through town up to Monte Nero. And it's great; it's beautiful to watch. Uh, it's also a lot of fun to do because you get to feel like you're herding the herding little the cows city slicker style. Little city slicker styles. You herd the cows up the hill, and then at the uh, when you get to the top of the Monte Neroni at the end, uh, at about ten o'clock, nine o'clock in the morning. Everyone has a big lunch, and then you sleep the rest of the afternoon.
1: <laughs> um, and also on Sunday was La Fiorita, where uh, they have – it's for Corpus Dominus? Christi. I, Corpus Christi. Corpus Dominus. Corpus Christi is a town, of town, in, town in Texas. Texas. Okay. Um, and it's where they do. Hold on, time out time, streets. out, time out, time just out. I'm going to move on I from can't, that. I, can't I went to Catholic stop, school. stop. How many years? Um, 12.
0: Okay. And this, <laughs> this, this is something that is, this isn't like uh, the Olympics or something. This happens once every four years, right?
1: Correct. It happens every year. And it's and a big one. I do one. the blog and I write about it's it. It's a big one. No, yeah. It's a big one. It's just, there's still a lot of holidays. 12 years of Catholic There's Catholic a lot school. of corpses out okay. there. Um, yeah. <laughs> And this is when they do mass through the streets, but not just any mass, they cover the streets in flower petals, and then the priest, as he 's saying mass, walks through it and kind of breaks
0: well even more than just flower petals, they make designs and exactly it 's abs- it can be
1: incredibly ornate to full on scenes and of, like, Christ with his cross to then just um, hearts and flower, you know, flowers and... Or symmetrical
0: shape. Uh-huh. Kind of it. uh-huh. It's all, but it's, it's
1: absolutely beautiful. beautiful. We were lucky last year and we got to see this in um, Bolsena, Lago di Bolsena, and um, every year here in Puyo they do it too. Every town does it, but each one a little bit different.
0: It was not, It's it the was... first Sunday of June. Yep. It was very, very nice. Mm-hmm. But, um... We don't have a lot, other, th- let's see, what else is on our notes, Ash? We- oh, the local gossip. Well, we, we've been keeping you guys
1: abreast about our road, and there was a big meeting, and lo and behold, we were gifted from the five communes. Not we,
0: but the road. The
1: road was gifted, and I love how this is a gift. Some piles of brecha. Crushed rock. Crushed rock. So That we had to freaking do ourselves. <laughs> it wasn't like, oh, here's the crushed rock trucks and we're going to all lay it out and re kind of rock. You know,
0: workmen are coming and regrading the road and filling it with crushed, no, totally no, no. crushed rock down and packing it. No, no, Every no. Every so no. many
1: kilometers, here's a pile. Do with what you want with <laughs> <it. laughs> Fill that hole.
0: Um, so no, it's better. I'm not going to lie. It's better, but it's, it's. It's
1: better, but it's just like, jeez Louise. So. That's the uh, update on the road for any of you guys arriving this summer. Um, We thought we would do um, some questions, and I think this is really interesting. Do you want to do this? Yeah. Okay. So we've got our next Move to Italy workshop in June on how to move to Italy and start a business. Then another one in October on moving to Italy and retiring. And the last one in November, again, on starting a business, uh, moving to Italy and starting a business. And... Uh, we realized there's so many questions and we thought we'd give you guys a little bit of some information to kind of let you, I don't know, hear a bit of our style of what we talk about and give you a little info, a little slice of information on how to move to Italy for those of you who are interested. So we thought today we would look specifically on the house hunting and a few questions to ask yourself or to ask the agent when you are, or the owner when you are house hunting. This is super important because whether you're coming to retire or to um, start a business, you're going to need a property. Whether you're looking to buy or rent, again, you're going to need a property. These are great questions, and um, we thought we'd share them with
0: you. And there's some. Thums, different things from buying a from from looking at real estate in your neck of the woods probably than mm-hmm. for out here. All right, so first things first. Remember, this is a big one. Whether you're renting or buying, estate agents are not your friends.
1: No. Let's explain that a little bit more. They work for both sides. This is not common in America, so it can be a great surprise. It sure was for us. (laughs) We didn't figure out until after. (laughs) We thought, oh, our estate agent's taking such good care of us. No, 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 no. She's she's massaging both sides. They get a commission on the seller and the buyer's side. So just keep that in mind with the information you share with them. That's all. They're not looking to hear your whole life story, no. and they're not looking to help you bend over backwards to help you necessarily. They're looking to get paid. And
0: the more they sell the property for, the more their commission is. So they're not your friends. People don't do things out of the kindness of our, their hearts. We had um, <sighs> people who – we were talking in a conversation that we overheard of uh, uh, expats talking about moving to Italy and, and – our people you know uh, moving to Italy and how – this, these people in this one town restored this house, that they're, and they're going to they're going to sell it to us for basically cost because they're they just like us so much. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to say, no one restores a house and doesn't make money off of it unless you're really truly family. Exactly, that's what I was just
1: going to say. <laughs>
0: and you're not. <laughs> they're, ni- they're nice. They're nice. So.
1: Uh, retired couple who come out every couple of years.
0: Yeah. So why would the estate agent, if they're working both sides, give you? the best deal they possibly could and fight and fight and fight for you if they will get paid less. Exactly, because they're tied to that final price commission, so just remember that. Okay, number two. Uh, These are in no particular order. This is kind of a no-brainer or kind of like, oh, yeah, maybe. Bring a flashlight.
1: Bring a flashlight. And better than one on your phone, because you should be taking pictures, too. We'll get to that. But bring a flashlight, because... A lot of these old stone farmhouses or properties, or even a tiny apartment a
0: apartment in the middle of the city center, are not lit well.
1: No, or it takes a hot minute for those lights to warm up, or the shutters are all closed, or you're there in the dead of winter. Bring a flashlight. There's, or you're walking into like a cantina or some dark area. It sounds like
0: a no-brainer. Bring a flashlight. Five-year-olds at any any hardware store, and they're all over Italy. Go get one. All right. What is the position of the house? What do we mean, the position of the house? Well, does it have a southern face? If your house doesn't have a southern face, it's going to stay cool and wet in the, win- the s- wintertime. Now, it's true, it might be a little cooler in the summer, but you'll, if you'll never get good sunlight. On a house without a southern face. Now, if you're in Sicily or something like that, maybe having only a northern facing house is something you might want to consider. But out here, I would never entertain a house that doesn't have a southern face.
1: And I bet you that's why it's still on the market. (laughs)
0: Look at these (laughs) things. Sometimes you look at these. If you sometimes you can look at these houses and be like, "Hmm, why is this one not selling?" It and then you 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 look at the pictures and go, "Look, there's no uh, water, or there's no, it's look at the positioning. It's it's down. It's near the river and it's down and and there's a hill behind it on the south side, so you'll freeze. Mm -hmm.
1: These are these are tips in the know. (laughs) Um, All right, where does the water come from? This is incredibly important, especially if you are having a pool, if you're having a garden or farm. Or just irrigating. Or you just want to know. For your where own your family, where from. does your water come from?
0: Out here in the countryside. Once you get out of the outside of the the walls of the little of the little towns, um, you can be on well water, um, or uh, like we have uh, several wells and a and a spring, um, and also we have several different septic tanks. So good to know if you've never, just ask. Where does the water come from?
1: It's important to know. Who owns the house that sounds like it's such a simple question who owns the house the guy who looks like the owner right there who the estate agent introduced me to ask 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 is that the representative
0: of the owners because these houses some these properties sometimes can be passed down through families which means it's divided up among family members, or it could be in a, um, they could have, um, started a partnership with other people and gone in and re- bought a property and restored it. And you're talking to the, the representation of that partnership or of that family who may or may not have to go back to the other people and sell the deal that you just worked out. So just to know in ahead, is this the, the, um, head of the family who, whatever they decide right then and there is final Or is this somewhat a representative of a group that has to go back and get everyone else to say yes?
1: You it's never important. know.
0: Be- you, listen, there could be stuff going on behind the scenes that you, that has nothing to do with you. The, you know, this s- sister feels like she got slighted in something else, so she's not going to sign off on sale sale of the property because she knows the brother owns the majority. State who knows? This
1: is also, I feel like, this is um, an indicator to your real estate agent that you kind of know a bit more than they might think you do about the property. Uh, system or game in italy and it just shows you're lo- looking to do your homework who owns the house
0: okay does the documentation of the house match what's physically there
1: what does that mean che?
0: <laughs> well if what do it, you mean if you will um oh i forget the name of the document but every house has a fissura d- is that what it's called mm-hmm. a fissura Um, This is a document that lists the square footage, um, the amount of energy coming in, the classification of the house energy-wise, how many bathrooms it's legally allowed to have, um, how many structures are legally allowed to be there. Does this documentation match what's physically there? Because when you go to close, if it doesn't, there can be problems.
1: For example, if there's an extra... um outhouse if you will not a bathroom but a little outbuilding
0: um that's not registered that is a problem now is it the end of the world no but you want to make sure that they the seller takes care of all that nonsense before you get to the table
1: a a short story example is our dutch neighbors this happened they have were buying a beautiful farmhouse with the land there was a a little barn which looked like the um it really looked like the, a little garage barn for the house. It was right next to the road to the house. Uh, no questions were asked. They okay, go like a hay, barn. Like a hay barn, not even a barn. Thing. No, and um, they go to sign all the documents. Everything had been checked and rechecked a hundred times. Well, at the very last second, they said, "Wait a second! This barn is not in any of these documents by the owner. It's not owned." By the same person who owns the house and this land now we have to figure out who the hell owns this barn it took another three months and then what
0: money, it, time, and money. Time, and money. time and money time and money so let the seller deal with the time and the money part because that's not your business
1: or the estate agent or
0: the estate make, agent. Them, work make them work for their commission right. how long has this property been on the market well, you can do a little research into that because that makes a big difference. Has it just come up? Has it been years? And don't go by what it says on the – if the internet – the internet always says this is hot hot right now, hot, hot property right now, right? But has it been there for two, three, four years? This is negotiating. Power.
1: Do a little homework. This is why um, even three to five years out before you're planning to really move, why we suggest coming to our workshops, but also to start looking at some of these properties because you'll start to know this could be a great negotiating tool. How long has it been on the market?
0: What is the seller's motivation? And this is true for whether you're buying a property in Italy or or anywhere else in the world, but Does this seller need cash immediately? Does the seller not want the burden of this house? Was there a death in the family or is this a second or third home or blah, 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 and they they need to unload it? Do they still really love it but want to put it into the hands of – have to put it into the hands of someone else? What motivates the seller? This is this
1: is very important. Now, to get more into the nitty-gritty of these and uh, continue deeper into the negotiating and all of that, you'll just have to join us for our workshop or shoot us an email for private consulting. So we hope you... Uh, Uh, enjoyed these little tidbits and one that was off the list, but I kind of barely mentioned it at the beginning is take pictures, take lots and lots of pictures, take notes, make a video. Um, you'll forget what you saw. You'll be a bit dream drunk and you'll not realize there were cracks in the walls or the toilet was actually located in the shower, which was definitely happened to us. (laughs) (laughs) So we hope you enjoyed, uh, those little house hunting questions and tips. Yeah. Yeah, very good. All right. Anything else you have to add to this week's podcast? Uh,
0: No, this is going to be a shorty, only 25 minutes today. I know. We've got got a lot to do. do,
1: And especially before this storm rolls in. So we hope you guys have a great start to June. And oh, check out our Facebook. Um, If you're not following us on Facebook, get over there because we've been posting a lot more live videos again from a pizza night when Jason was sharing how to stretch the pizza dough to yesterday. We um, fired up Facebook Live and shared a of a, the scene of us bottling like about 300 liters of local wine that we will be serving to our guests all season long. So check that out and you know where to find us, L-A-T-A-V-O-L-A-M-A-R-C-H-E, La Tavola Marque. Shoot me an email or ask us some questions for the next podcast, Ashley or Info. At Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and of course, Insta. You know I love it. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. Thanks so much for listening.
0: Ciao. Ciao, ciao.